Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker. Lately, I've been actually hearing from some of you who listen regularly, which is super cool. So if that's you, welcome. And if you're new, also welcome. This podcast is for those of you who really want to be at peace with food and your body so that you can release any extra weight that you're carrying, reach any goal weight that you have, and then keep it off, right? Keep off that extra weight. I'm really happy to be back home. I was on Salt Spring for a few days. My uh, husband's father lives there, my father-in-law, and he was away for work, so we were house-sitting for a little while, and also his family lives there, so we got to see some people, and it was just a really nice visit. You know, Salt Spring Island is just a really calming, like magical place. So if you ever get the opportunity to go, I would highly, highly recommend it. Okay, so I want to talk about the connection between losing weight and self-esteem. One of the reasons why many of us want to lose weight is to feel better about ourselves. We think that if we could just lose 10 or 15 pounds, we would feel a lot better about ourselves, right? We would have more confidence, more self-worth, and maybe some higher self-esteem. But what if it was the other way around? So what if to lose those like 10, 15 pounds and then continue on if your goal is higher, maybe that's 20, 30, or 60 pounds, it was actually required to feel more confident, have more self-esteem, and feel more self-worth first. So right now you're probably thinking, well, A, that's impossible, especially if right now you feel like you're at war with food and your body. And B, why would it be required to lose weight? Like, isn't losing weight just about the food and exercise? And if you've been listening for a while, you know it has nothing to do with exercise, so um, don't be focused there. But that's, a, that's another story. I'm excited about this episode because I think it might give you a fresh perspective, some inspiration, and maybe a renewed energy when it comes to your weight loss journey. I'm going to talk about how self-esteem and weight loss are truly connected. And first, I want to get clear on what I mean when I say self-esteem so that we're all on the same page. It's defined as confidence in one's own worth or abilities, self-respect, self-regard. So the first thing you need to know is that you are worthy already. You are 100% worthy simply by the virtue that you were born on this planet. There's nothing that you need to do, change, or become to increase your worthiness. And there's nothing that you've done in your life that has ever decreased it. So your worth is a fact, right? It's a neutral circumstance that you can't change. So think of like all those little babies out there, right? Of course, they're hundred percent worthy. And you know, you were once a cute little baby too. <laughs> so just as worthy. So hear that if you needed a reminder, 100% worthy right now, no matter what your body shape is. Okay. And you might be thinking, okay, well, I'm on board with that, but you're like, I know I'm worthy as a human, but then why do I have such low self-esteem and why do I feel bad about myself? That's where I'm going to spend time today. It's that self-respect, self-regard part of the definition of self-esteem that we can really increase for ourselves with how we think about ourselves. So here's the thing. We think we have low self-esteem because we're not in the right sized body. I was convinced that if I only were at my goal weight, then I would automatically have really high self-esteem. I would love myself and I would love my body unconditionally. Like it would all come down in like some swooping moment as soon as I saw that number on the scale and not a day earlier. So isn't that funny? Like when you say it out loud, that's literally what I used to think that a number 
would determine how much I believed in myself. And if you've been in any kind of like Western culture (laughs) and other cultures do, and you've been indoctrinated in diet culture, then you probably can relate to that, right? It's not anything that's like morally bad about you. That's just sort of like the programming that we have, right? So then if releasing the weight doesn't automatically make you like yourself more, then why not just eat everything you want, right? (laughs) If you still feel horrible, the key is to build your self-esteem throughout the journey of releasing the weight instead of waiting until you reach some end goal. Here's what's really going on for most of us. Maybe as I'm speaking, you'll see yourself in what I'm about to say. We feel insecure or we feel badly about ourselves and then we turn to food and then we feel even worse. So we try to lose weight and the scale maybe goes down, but goes back up or doesn't even go down at all. And then we feel even worse about ourselves than when we first started. We're making a number on the scale determine our self-worth and our self-esteem. We make how our clothes fit or rather how they don't fit determine whether we're nice to ourselves that day or not. When we try and close in a store and we feel really bad about how we look in the mirror with that terrible lighting, stores just have really bad lighting, right? It's not doing us any favors. Then we make that mean we are not worthy of loving ourselves or respecting our bodies. Then we disrespect our bodies by either depriving ourselves from food or overeating to numb our feelings. Feelings of self-love, self-esteem, and self-worth cannot come from anything external. They only come from the thoughts that you have. You can go ahead and think that all of those circumstances that I just listed are what's making you feel bad. I know you probably think it's inevitable that you'll feel bad when you don't like how your body looks or feels at this size, but I want to encourage you to question that. You are the master of your thoughts about your body, and that's very, very liberating. And know that your brain has like a self-destruct program for these types of scenarios. (laughs) What I mean is that you don't have to feel bad about feeling bad when you look in the mirror. This is simply a program in your brain. But the next time you're buying clothes or you're trying on a bathing suit, how can you think differently? What will you say to yourself that's breaking that old programming? How about something like these clothes are just clothes on my body, like they're just clothes. Or you can acknowledge that, yeah, you know, I'm not in my right-sized body yet, but I know that I'm on my way, right? Just something like that, just to kind of bridge the feelings of disappointment with the feelings of, yeah, okay, I'm not where I want to be, but I know I'm going to get there. It's just starting to reduce that programming. Your self-esteem and self-worth don't come from weight loss. It comes from your thoughts about yourself. And that's actually great news because you can start building up your self-esteem and self-worth right now with zero pounds lost by being intentional about how you treat yourself, intentional about what you think about yourself and your body. One thing that I used to believe was that it would be way easier for me to have nice thoughts about myself if I took action, right? If I took meaningful action towards my goal. Like if I worked out, I could feel proud of myself. Or if I ate on my protocol, then I could feel good about myself. And it seems harmless. It seems natural and good, right? Like if we do something good, then we can feel good about ourselves. But the problem is when this is the only time you let yourself feel proud or the only time that you say really nice things to yourself, you make your self-esteem conditional on action. 
then when you eat off plan or like you don't meditate or work out, you feel really bad about yourself and you tell yourself that you just can't do it, that you have no motivation, that you have no willpower, that you're never going to get there and it's hopeless. But you also have the option to love yourself even when you don't take action. How can you love yourself even more when you fail, when you don't go to the gym, when you say you're going to do something and you don't, when you let yourself down? How can you love yourself more? Is it even possible? (laughs) I suggest you try it because truly that's when you need it the most, isn't it? I had a client who would find herself snacking in the evening after she'd vowed, you know, eating time was over. She had her eating window and it was over after dinner. Then she would be watching TV and think, you know, I'd like some tea. And then she'd be in the kitchen and she'd want a little snack with her tea. She really liked those um, pepperidge, I think they're called pepperidge farm cookies. Sorry, I can't even say that very well. And then she'd have one or two and just feel terrible and go into a spiral of shame and regret and think, why do I keep doing this? I mean, for one thing, for store-bought cookies, I do think those are pretty good. (laughs) The food just tastes good, right? It's not like it's 8 o'clock at night and we're in the kitchen thinking, hmm, I could really go for some raw broccoli right now. Like, that's just not happening, right? And secondly, she this was causing like a shame spiral. So we really needed to work on getting her out of that first. Then she could have that craving and feel in charge and make the decision from a place of feeling like it was her conscious choice, not like it was just happening to her. Often we think that we need to feel badly about ourselves when we screw up because we know better, because we know what we should be doing. So if we don't do it, then we've screwed up. We're less than, or we think we have to earn our own love and respect. Eating a cookie or an entire bag of cookies is a circumstance. There's nothing morally wrong about that at all. It doesn't mean we need to lose respect for ourselves. I know it feels like it does or that we don't want to respect ourselves when we do that, but question whether withholding love and respect from yourself is moving you toward what you want and who you want to be or away. And my guess is it's moving you away every time. The most amazing thing about the human brain is that you can decide what you make something mean. You ascribe meaning to everything you do. You get to decide if it's something to feel terrible about, which you can, but there's very little payoff, or if it's a call for love. So you watch Netflix all day and ate buckets of popcorn. (laughs) So what? You get to be a human sometimes. And if you're like, yeah, but I really don't want to waste my life doing stuff like that, or I have some like really negative destructive habits, it's not just watching Netflix, then I urge you to get curious about why that's happening from a place of love, not from judgment and condemnation. Watching hours of Netflix, eating on your protocol, or not, or working out or not, is totally neutral. You did or you didn't. You don't have to feel badly about it. You get to decide, and then you also get to decide what you want to do the next day. What you'll notice is that when you give yourself a break, you'll start naturally taking action that will move you toward your goal. Even if it's small actions like not going through the bakery section at the grocery store, you'll start showing up for yourself more. For example, doing things like going for a walk after dinner instead of having those pepper ridge, (laughs) I don't know how to pronounce it, those pepper ridge, you know what I'm talking about, those cookies, or doing what you said you would do. 
like listening to this podcast. So I have a few self-development podcasts that I like, and I've noticed that there have been periods in my life where I found myself really resisting listening to them. I wonder if that ever happens to some of you. It's almost like I thought I should be listening to that and I should be improving and instantly I would feel some resistance coming up. So interesting. So good time to get curious and just be gentle with yourself if that ever happens to you. That should thing is like when you're, when you're saying should a lot, it's a good indication that your thoughts need to be looked at, right? You don't need to be harsh on yourself or feel bad. Just get curious from a place of love. Showing up for yourself can also look like sticking to your workouts and your protocol, or, and this is a big one, being there for yourself in a loving and supportive way when you do go off your protocol, seeing this as a call to love yourself more, not less. When you are taking actions like these, your brain will notice and you'll have new thoughts like you are someone who does what they say they're going to do. You are someone who works out. You are someone who eats healthy just naturally. It doesn't happen like on one occurrence, but over time you'll start to see yourself in a whole new light. Okay. The second point I want to make is the only reason we set any goal is because of how we think it will make us feel emotionally when we get there. So think about your goal weight. What are you hoping to feel when you reach it? I want you to imagine right now you're getting up tomorrow morning. Maybe you feel a bit groggy. I never feel good when I first get up. So <laughs> maybe you're like me, or maybe you jump out of bed and you feel great. Either way, you go to the washroom, then you get on the scale and there it is. The number that's been in your head for years, you can see it. You've actually done it. You've reached your goal weight. You see that number. Now, how do you feel? Are you thrilled? <laughs> Are you in awe of yourself? More confident, in charge? Maybe you're feeling really proud. You don't have to wait to feel like that. You don't have to put off feeling like in awe of yourself or feeling more confident or in charge or proud. All of that is accessible to you now without losing a single pound. And I know it seems kind of far-fetched, doesn't it? But remember, how you feel can always be linked back to your thoughts. You can think that that arbitrary number on the scale, like your goal weight is causing the feelings, but it's all of the thoughts you're having about yourself and your life in that moment, in that moment that you see your goal weight. So what do you need to think now to start generating some of those feelings? Now, I totally understand if you can't get the same like intensity all the time, I don't, I'm still working at this too. So I'll give you some tips on how you can get started at least to start to generate like those buds of feelings. So maybe it's not all in, but you're starting to generate them. One way is to pay close attention to what is working. Our brains have a negativity bias and they will highlight for us what isn't working. So you need to spend extra effort on finding what is working and noticing that that will definitely generate more positive feelings and help you stay motivated. When I was a manager of a clothing store, it was actually uh, a store called Okoko. I don't know if very many of you will know of this, but it's actually a brand that Lululemon started and it was like their natural streetwear line. And I had a few stores um, and then they, they shut it down. But I was managing that store on West 4th Avenue in Kitsilano. And I had to give yearly reviews and I decided that instead of giving 
feedback on what each person could improve on, I would only focus on all the great stuff about them and their contributions. And after I told them that, I would ask them if there was anything that they thought that they needed to work on. Why? Because I knew that pointing out the negative, like, you know, things like you often show up late or you don't know enough about the fabrics wasn't going to motivate them. And most people are pretty self-aware. They already knew the things about themselves that they needed to work on. And so they offered it up, which meant that they were much more likely to change it because it was coming from them, right? It was their idea. And again, back to the control thing, no one wants to feel controlled. And also, I mean, this was retail, like not exactly high stakes here if they don't change their ways, right? So I'm not suggesting this is a management tool everyone on the planet should use, but it worked well in this case. And this is also why coaching is more valuable than simply acquiring more information. As coaches, we don't tell you what to do. We ask you the right questions so that you come to the conclusion yourself. And then you feel empowered to make the changes you need to make in order to get your result. Another is to find areas in your life when you easily feel the emotions you're after. So maybe for you, that's at work and you give amazing presentations. How can you do more of them? Or maybe you're really good with money and you have a lot saved. Acknowledge yourself for that. That's huge. This can be a powerful self-coaching exercise for your daily 15. So write out major areas of your life like relationships, money, career, personal growth, maybe spirituality or home environment, uh, friends and family, and think of what you're proud of or what makes you feel confident or in charge in these areas. I used to have another one of my jobs is I used to have a corporate job and we attended a ladies gala because we were sponsoring it or something. So I was sitting at a table with very accomplished women, like C-suite professionals, very intelligent and powerful women of various ages. And guess what they were all talking about? Something they all had in common, their struggle with food and losing and gaining weight over and over again. I just thought, you know, like, wow. We can be a 10 out of 10 in one category of our life and yet still be really struggling, right? If this is you, look at what thoughts you have about yourself in that area that's always come easy to you or that you're already really successful in and see how you can use similar thoughts on your weight loss journey. I'll give you an example from my own life. An area that's always been really easy for me is in romantic relationships. Now, I have many other areas that I'm working on to be sure, <laughs> for sure, but there's always been pretty little, I would say little drama um, in my dating life. My thoughts were that it's easy to meet guys, there's tons of great guys out there, and I have no problem getting a boyfriend or husband when I want one. So much abundant thinking in that, right? No scarcity. And I had a lot of friends who panicked like when they hit 30 about not meeting the right guy. And it just made me laugh. Like I thought they have loads of time in my mind. Of course it was going to happen. So why would they even be stressed about it? This is a very useful way of thinking when it comes to any goal. So of course it's going to happen. So why stress, right? Just take meaningful action and it will come. Go out, meet people, go on dates, choose a guy you like. Same with weight loss. Choose a protocol, manage your thoughts, lose the weight. That is the really great thing about a weight loss goal. 
It's completely within your control. It only relies on you and your thoughts, not other people, not opportunities, not the stars aligning, only you managing your brain and following your plan. If you're still not convinced and you think, no, I really just need to pursue my goal and I'll feel great when I get there. Here's why it's important to be able to create the feelings you think your goal will provide. If you aren't able to generate these feelings on your own, with your own thoughts now, and are waiting for an external circumstance to give that to you, it won't stick. What I mean is that you'll feel those feelings when you see that goal number because of the thoughts you'll have in that moment, but then those feelings will eventually wear off. You'll actually get used to being at that goal weight and it won't give you the same feelings anymore. Then what happens? If you can't find ways of feeling those emotions, you may turn to food or other ways of coping, or you may create other goals, which you might think, well, that sounds okay. Like that sounds nice, but you're still striving to feel differently than you currently do. You'll always be striving, discontent, looking for external circumstances to change how you feel. So this is a skill that you need to learn how to generate feelings on purpose. What I'm suggesting is that you go for your goals while feeling proud, while feeling confident and in charge. You think in a deliberate way on a daily basis to create these feelings and then reaching your goal actually just becomes a fun byproduct. Okay. And then the third point is I want you to think about how you respond to your mistakes right now. Don't make going off your protocol or making any kind of mistake a problem. Where can you find reasons to feel good about yourself when you're still learning and not make it a big deal? Like not losing weight. Maybe you're not losing weight. Maybe you're still figuring out how to make time for daily thought work, or maybe you're not even sure what I'm talking about when I say thought work or doing your daily 15. Maybe you're still figuring out what your protocol should be, what it looks like for you to feel satiated and lose weight at the same time. Or maybe you're trying to get into like some sort of new fitness routine that's just not taking or meditation, something like that. Whatever it is, it's not a problem. So I'll repeat, it's not a problem. Our brains love to make things like this a big deal, but they're not. They're just part of the journey to get where you want to go. And if you know that you're going to get there because you've been building up your belief in yourself and what you're capable of. And you've been generating feelings of like accomplishment, being in charge and feeling good about yourself. Then, you know, it doesn't really matter how long it takes. Or if you take a few side roads, like you're taking the scenic route (laughs) to get to your destination. Why? Because you're releasing weight for the very last time. So it makes sense to invest the time, effort, money. It makes sense to try things knowing this is a different approach. This is changing the way your brain works. And you can feel really good about that. Okay, let's recap quickly. In case you are feeling low today, know that no matter what, you are 100% worthy and nothing can take away from that. We think that we lack self-esteem because we're not in our right-sized body, but it's actually the opposite. It has been because of feeling badly about ourselves that we've turned to food in the first place and gained extra weight. It's never the circumstance. It's never how you look in the mirror or your pant size that determines how you feel. It's always your thoughts about what you see in the mirror or your pant size and what you're making that mean. The reason you want to release the weight is because of how you think you'll feel when you get there. 
So figure out what those feelings are and then start learning how to generate them intentionally so that you have that skill throughout your entire journey, even after you've released the weight. Finally, don't make your slip ups a problem. Nothing is going wrong. It's all part of the process. It takes time to figure out the right protocol and to get in the habit of doing thought work. Don't think that you have to be perfect right from day one. There is no perfect day of eating. Okay. It just doesn't exist. You are on the right track exactly where you are today. And in case nobody has told you, you are doing amazing. So just keep going. Okay. That's what I have for you today. I will talk to you next time. Bye.